Hi and welcome to episode 6 of the new series of Canny Conversations, powered by The Pathway Group. My name's Mark Wakeley, one of the team who bring you these podcasts that we hope inform and inspire you, giving you an insight into the world of The Pathway Group. If you're new to the podcast, let me tell you there are already 45 episodes out there and you can listen to all the past episodes by searching for Canny Conversations on your preferred podcast platform or go to 1386audio.com forward slash have a listen. The main person behind the Pathway Group is Safras Ali. Saf set himself up as a social entrepreneur over 22 years ago. Being raised in Birmingham's Alum Rock, this early life and experience gave him an insight into the life and needs of an inner city community, which is at the core of his passion for improving the lives of people through education, training, and apprenticeships. In this second part of Change Has Changed, Saf explores if there is a right time for change and the challenges business face when they have no choice but to change, the way they manage risk, manage communications, and to celebrate the journey too. So. Let's hear from Saf. So this is part two of Change Has Changed. Uh, in the first part, I shared with you the Alvin Toffler quotation, uh, the futurist Alvin Toffler, who, where he talks about the illiterate of the 21st century will be those people who can't, um, it's not about those people who can't read or write, but those people who can't learn and learn and relearn. And I think that's the, the key point. From, from that, uh, there's a number of things that we we covered as well in terms of uh, you know our organisation, what we're about. We spoke about uh, many areas in terms of our strengths and weaknesses. We I reiterated the sort of uh, above and the below the line thinking. What that is, reiterated our points in terms of uh, the three pillars uh, and again you know the core values. You know, again, something that we we talk about on a regular basis. And then really, I was moving along to getting the balance right and getting that really balance in terms of you know how does that work and uh, I started off talking about how sometimes you know it's very difficult really getting that equilibrium in terms of that element of shift and this is where I want to come to now in terms of sometimes you're in a position where you're damned if you do and damned if you don't and the things that we need to do and the risks that we've seen and potentially how people perceive things and so forth so Sometimes people feel that there's too much change going on or you're not allowing things to settle down. Sometimes it's a case of you know, people talking, talking about short-term turbulence. They talk about making decisions a little bit quickly. They talk about some attrition rates. They talk about some of the impact that some of those decisions have. And that's something where, again, it's getting that right level of balance. Uh, so sometimes if there's too much change going on, people think the fact that we haven't had the time to embed that change. We've not had the time to execute. We've not had the time to actually problem solve and do what we can. And sometimes, you know, people talk about incremental small improvements regularly, uh, that incremental level of change as opposed to something which is a little bit more big bang. And again, it's that element of what might work, what's best and, and so forth. So I'll give you another example where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So, you know, celebrating achievements, celebrating uh, successes. Every organization and even individuals will have a different perspective on you know, how they celebrate achievements, how they celebrate success. So sometimes, you know, organizations have this element of a deal bell culture, you know, ringing the deal bell with every sort of win or every significant win or every customer 
you know, you may have seen this uh, in the recruitment market. You may have seen this in the sales type driven market. Every time you have a gain, you ring that bell. You actually broadcast that, and you you know you celebrate that success, and that becomes then part of the routine. You you becomes part of the organization, and sometimes again on the flip side of that is that individuals sometimes then phase that out, they tune that out. Yeah, they, you know it has less of a impact in terms of that. So if you're not ringing that deal bell, if you're not sort of broadcasting your successes, so you know people are going to say, well, you fail to recognize achievements. You as an, uh, as an organization don't celebrate success. It may be seen as a negative thing. You know, we only focus on the areas for improvement. We only focus on, on the things that we need to do. And that our focus is on our sort of to-do list and what we need to be doing. Uh, but we're not celebrating the journey we've had, the successes that we've had, and the achievements that we had. And then team sort of worries more about the, the, the business to a certain level because there's nothing to celebrate about. You, f- you feel that you're bogged down by the work uh, that you've got to do, for bogged down by all the things that you're trying to achieve and, and, and so forth. Another area where potentially you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't is when you know, you've got to look at exiting people out of the business. It's unfortunate. It's something that happens. Hopefully, you know, it's something that doesn't happen too frequently. But again, it's a very delicate balance to have in terms of you know, how do you do this or what, what do you do. And again, similarly, I'll say to yourself is uh, our job as uh, leaders within the business, our job as managers, our job as key people within this business, whatever your role is, you know, whether you know, you're part of uh, uh, the front-facing delivery team, you're, whether you're, you're a skills coach, you're part of admin team, whether you're a tutor, whether you're a part of the infrastructure of the support mechanism, you know, there's going to be individuals where they are uh, negatively affecting the culture of the organization they're affecting the reputation of the organization and therefore it's you know we focus a lot about staff turnover we focus a lot about staff retention but what's happening is that overall we've got a, our job our role is to retain the culture of this organization retain the reputation of this organization and sometimes having people who are detrimental uh, or seen as problems within that might affect the morale of other people. They may affect the working mode of uh, the team, the organization, will have an impact on the results of the organization and so forth. That is a clear example of where you're damaged if you do and you're damaged if you don't. So it's about really getting that balance right. You know, you can sometimes move a bit too quickly or people perceive to move a little bit quickly. People might think that you, you haven't given them the right chance. You've not really given them the element of uh, that testing, measuring, and improving. And, you know, you might feel that we're supposed to be in an environment where we uh, embrace uh, learning, we embrace change, we embrace uh, development, and we're supposed to be in an organization which encourages uh, that development and growth. And, you know, we're not doing that in practice. And this may then create a, a sort of a culture of fear, potentially a culture of people worried about making mistakes. It may be in a position where, People see that uh, we don't provide the support mechanisms, uh, the necessary support mechanisms for allowing people to do their jobs. So on the other side, if, you, if you're a bit too slow in terms of making that move, people may see that you're not decisive enough. You know, you tolerate poor performance. You might feel that the overall, uh, we're not, uh, you know, we say we're acting in the best interests of the company, we're acting in the best interests of Pathway, but in reality, it's not. You know, we don't have the courage 
you know, we don't have the conviction to deal with issues head on. We shy away from conflict type situation, we shy away from difficult situations, and we're not uh, robust enough in terms of our decision-making process or our systems and process, or we don't have the mechanisms to actually uh, manage performance, manage poor performance, and manage people out with regard to underlying issues. So it's that damn again, damn if you do and damn if you don't. And again, you know, it happens in terms of, you know, say other areas like, for example, contracts, you know, how how quickly you want to grow the business, you know, how do you solidify what you do, how do you actually get best practice within the organization, uh, how do you crank up the plan for higher growth, how do you actually get people to rally around potentially growth, how do you get into a position where, you know, this high growth creates excitement, how the higher, you know, people's expectations are are sort of raised, you know, how do you raise aspirations? How do you be in a position where, you know, we can execute the delivery, we can execute our capacity, we can grow our capacity, we can also reduce our risk with the growth in the capacity and how can we ensure the fact that, you know, we are protected against risks and ensure the fact that the execution doesn't fail. This is the sort of things in terms of a higher expectation of growth. You know, we want to be in a position where we want to scale up. At the same time, you know, if you come across as an organization that doesn't want to have that higher growth or has a lower bar, people may see the fact that, you know, these guys are, uh, I've got lower expectations. They are, you know, ha- haven't really got the, uh, they're not aware of their potential. They're not aware of the opportunity that is there. They're not fully embracing and grasping the opportunities and grasping the moment, seizing the moment, seizing the day. And you know they're worried about impact. They're worried about execution. And this is something again, you know, it shows the mindset of of an organisation that isn't really aspiration led, and it's getting that again that balance right. The same way with with contracts, you know, which contracts you're going to go with, what your sort of ambition is with regard to contracts, which business strands are you going to be uh, growing, which business strands are we going to be focusing on. You, know, you may be in a position where there's certain contracts that you don't want to win or you don't go for. There may be other contracts that you look for and you take an approach, approach which is potentially perceived as aggressive, but in a high ambition. You're looking, looking to sell, uh, drive up sales uh, in, a, in a new sort of part of the business. You could be looking to uh, drive up sales for the short term. You could be looking to drive up sales in areas that are working um, and working quite well. But at the same time, people may see the fact that you are taking more risks with the business you're taking. You're jacking up the the potential risk and the risks in terms of reputation, financial, and you know, you could be seen as slightly reckless in your behavior. You could be seen as, you know, very much too much opportunity driven. You might be in a situation where people take it in a way, in a view that, you know, you're you're not consolidating what you've got. And you know, at the same time, if you're not going for these opportunities, you could be you could be seen in a way where you're allowing your competitors to move ahead. You can be seeing the fact that, you know, you are worried the fact that you're not stable as an organization, that, you know, you can be seen as that, you know, we as an organization have lost our way. We as an organization uh, or as a team are not grabbing, you know, in terms of our core values and in terms of our approach, not starting with the yes in mind, not looking to problem solve, not looking to look at how do we move forward. And it could be perceived the fact that, you know, we don't have that get up and go uh, culture anymore, that get up and go 
attitude. We've lost our hunger. We lost our drive. Uh, we've lost the momentum that we've got, and we've gone past our sell-by date. And these are the areas that potentially uh, people often talk about. And usually, again, I would say it's getting that balance right, getting that you know, getting that equilibrium right, and getting the approach right. And and the more you are in touch with your team, the more you're in touch with uh, other parts of the organisation, the more easier it is to try and get that balance right in terms of where it is and, and how we do things and the how and the why can, can sort of align a little bit more together. So again, in another example, again, these are very prevalent or relevant examples for us. You know, you, you get to a position where you're looking to make for future changes. You can get to a position where planning future changes and, and this potentially may be perceived as higher risk for people. It may be perceived in you know, a lack of information. People think that there's too much change going on. Uh, people feel that we are we're very much uh, not uh, consolidating what we've got. People feel that, feel that don't really understand the journey that we're on and where we're going and so forth, and they haven't really bought in. And a lot of that also then leads to distraction, leads to fear, leads to people playing on that internally as well. And uh, what I would say is that potentially people feel that you know the executive team, the CEO, other members, or the senior leadership are doing things which are a little bit more random. They're not consistent with their approach, and again, you know, it impacts then the reputation of the leadership team as well. So I think that's something that again, you know, communication helps. And it's something that, you know, we all need to be in a position of being aware of. So moving on a little bit in terms of other areas, what we find is that with any type of change, there's going to be some element of of fear, there's going to be some element of feeling like we're not completely in control of, you know, what we're trying to do. There's going to be some element of why change if things aren't broken. You would only change if things aren't working. Where people perceive change as something that's there to fix certain things because it's problematic where, you know, usually and more and more now people are are doing change on the basis of improving and ensuring the fact that they stay relevant, ensuring they stay fit for purpose. So the way we see change, perceive change and do change is different to to what has been in, in the past as well. So moving a little bit on in terms of our communication, I think uh, communication is absolutely vital. Few, frequent communication, briefing the managers uh, in appropriate time, brief, briefing our leadership in an appropriate time, but at the same time, uh, ensuring the fact that the information is fit for purpose, is cascaded uh, appropriately, cascaded in a way which the message is across. But certain messages need to come from one source, so people are not passing messages on from their own perceived perspective. Or, you know, they're not passing on with, with their own twist on. So sometimes the message messages need to come direct from the original source or from the main source and ensure the fact that, you know, we're all having an opportunity to actually get that same message and that same same element. The same thing goes with the level of frequency of that message. When you're infrequently communicating, people feel that they're not valued. There's no communication within the organization. They're hearing uh, information more on the hearsay. Uh, more on what's happening in the grave point as opposed to from that one source or from that best source or the direct source uh, as well. So again, another area where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So getting the balance right in terms of everything we, we do is absolutely core. You know, it's not just about the change itself. It's not just about you know, in terms of what we do, but in life as well, I would say, you know, getting that perspective right, getting that balance right is something that you know, we need to be 
conscious and aware of and focus our energies on, on that. Again, we go, if I go back to our core values, you know, we talk about quality as everybody's responsibility. You know, th- this is something which is absolutely vital. You know, it's not one person's job, it's everybody's job. Getting into a position where people see that this is something that's part of what they've got to do. The mindset element of it, you know, above the line thinking is something that, you know, we live and breathe. Uh, ownership, accountability, responsibility that we're, that we're doing. We're acting in the best interests of the organization. We're acting in the best interests of Pathway. We're acting in the best interests of us all. We start off with the right intention. We start with the yes in mind. We start with actually doing things. And this element of trust, trusting, you know, what we're about, building that trust, building that credibility, building that reputation, uh, ensuring that our, the fact that we care, uh, ensuring the fact that we're doing these things for the right purpose. So. A few things there about change, you know, change has changed, change or be changed. And we've got to be in a position where we feel we can embrace this quotation from Alvin Toffler, the fact that, you know, we can learn, we can unlearn and we can relearn as appropriate and get that balance right. So thank you again for listening. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate your input and your contribution. Thank you. If you want to understand how SAF and the business reach the point of developing a strategic overview, why not listen to the rest of this current series, which can be found on your usual podcast platform under Canny Conversations or go to 1386audio.com forward slash have a listen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please like, review, subscribe or follow and please tell your friends and colleagues about us. If you'd like to know more, then go to cannyconversationspodcast.co.uk or go to SAF's website, safras.co.uk. Safras has also written a series of easy-to-follow business books, Canny Bytes, and these are available from cannybytes.co.uk forward slash buy the book. We'll be back next week with another Canny Conversations podcast. So until then, have a good week. This is a 1386 audio production.